Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What we just watched shouldn't exist in the world. Just like that. Honestly, I enjoyed it. Groundbreaking challenge. Kind of man in a tree and uh, back to Andrew again. It's a great opportunity to catch up with the old ragtag bunch. Is this pleasing? No. No, I'm not a happy man. What's wrong? Uh, how many episodes are there going to be of this? That's my think, question. I think it's a 10 episode season. I think I, I can th- handle it. I'm not going to be happy about it. I was hoping for eight. I was really six would have been not enough. Re, no, really good. I disagree. Like the best news would have been you saying there's six episodes. The more realistic one that I was sort of hoping for was eight. I'm guessing ten's ten. bad. Twelve would have been devastating. Can I diagnose your problem? Mm. It's your attitude. <laughs> you always say that, and it's never true. Also, maybe is it? Are you? Is it? Are you tired? Is it late for you? Is that why you're grumpy? No, the show sucks, guys. Is your blood sugar low? No, no. The show is bad. Is it that you should is feel it, bad that, for what you're doing is right it now. That you've had a, a cough recently and you feel a little unwell? No, no. It's the the episode was bad. The show was bad. The, the problem you have solely is with the show. I tell would, me I, tell me what you thought of this show, guy. I think the episode was worse. I will say that. I think the I think the episode was worse than the first episode. But it has to be. <laughs> I just saw something, a light behind your eyes light up as you journeyed into the territory of, I need to convince Tim how good the show is. I need to bring him with me. It was like seeing a light bulb light up in a cartoon okay. above a character's head. Well, here's, here's, here's what happens. Okay. I'm listening. And, and this is across all TV series. You put... A lot of your, a lot of energy, a lot of time, money, investment, a lot of your guns into the first episode. You need people to get hooked. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second episode, it's not unlike a music, <laughs> the difficult second album, and you know they're reintroducing us to the characters and the problems they face in the first episode. And this episode, I think that you're afraid of. I think you're afraid of facing problems, because they're introducing problems the characters have to face that we are going to overcome with them through the journey of the second season of And Just Like That. I think it's really important for me to make clear what Carrie Bradshaw's problem is in this episode of And Just Like That. She 
in her podcast, which she does one day a week, which somehow financially sustains this incredible lifestyle that she leads. Well, I guess she's a wit. She's like she's she's the sole benefactor of no, um, Big's will, right? The, and he, no, not the soul. There's a big no, part of the right. and he yeah, gave yeah, the money. That's there. true. She's she's got money though. She's well healed. But anyway, the point is, she's doing a podcast, and the big issue is that she gets given an ad read. For a vaginal hygiene product, hydration suppository. Yeah, but it's to make your pussy smell good. Yeah, at, at first it felt like it was to make it smell good, and then throughout the episode, there's a lot of conversation about making it wet. Yeah. Can we talk about the producer buying Final Draft? Yes. <laughs> Wish we would. <laughs> so, okay. First of all, what you've got to you got to know about Chloe, okay? Chloe is the hard-nosed boss, I guess, of the podcast network or something. She, it seems, she she she's in charge of brand partnership. She partners ads with podcasts. Brand partnership, very good. Thank you. Um, and uh, she's in a wheelchair. She's pregnant. She's got a piss. And she's got yeah. <laughs> she's got a piss, and she is pissed. She doesn't have time for Carrie, and she doesn't have time for Carrie shit. And she's also, as an actor, in scene-stealing form. Yes, she is, actually. She's really, really good. We open with Carrie doing ad reads for the podcast. She gets to one where she has to talk about vaginal... Suppositories? Yeah, but I, I'm really trying... I wish I'd t- written down the specific turn of phrase. And she takes issue with it. And the very laid back, she says, okay, that's all right. We'll, we'll park that one. Let's just do the podcast. And then in comes Chloe, all guns ablaze, and being like... You Listen won't read You're princess. being a fucking diva. You're going to fuck up this whole podcast network. It's not 2021. Like, they're kind of interweaving, I guess, real, like, you know, real world digital challenges that are faced by podcast networks the world over. Being like, hey, it's even hard in the podcasting space right now. Yeah, yeah. Which you wouldn't expect Carrie to know because she doesn't know it's hard for anyone in the real world right now. Yeah, it's also a really fucking dumb thing to bring up on a TV show. <laughs> even as a gag, it's like, what? What is this? It still feels very weird for me to like, for podcasts to be a part of this universe at all i'm like we need to keep the shit i do and the shit you do entirely separate ladies i don't want any any fucking cross-pollination or crossover here that's how i feel when i see shay diaz treating the boards (laughs) we're under attack monty but what what happens is the producer says whose name this is criminal i still can't remember it's like we can workshop this and they go home after their sex after their traditional thursday night sex he gets the laptop out. She says, what are you doing? He says, I'm downloading Final Draft. <laughs> he bought screenwriting software so they could rewrite an ad. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even notice. You, the, the episode was just barreling along. And I was like, wait a fucking hold on a sec. What did he just say? I think when These you're, people are all crazy. When you're inside the blushes of true love, yeah. Um, it can be difficult, as I have found, mm-hmm. to detect some of the anomalies or unusual things. And you are not wrong in that I missed and you've done it in both episodes now, the the tech stuff. That's your <laughs> software specifically. Yeah. <laughs> you know software. And so they start rewriting it. Anyway, we can sort of gloss over the, the Let's talk of, about that guy for a little bit though. I I the just producer's a hottie. He's a great guy. And frankly, 
Carrie Bradshaw needs to pull her head out of her ass. She's still overcoming grief. Big, I'm pretty him. sure in the world of the show that Big died like five weeks ago. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, I just have to talk about because we talk, we ended the last episode with saying there's no voiceover. And again, there's no voiceover until the very, very last line of this one. Yep. And Carrie says... So oh, before we get to that, actually, we have to say, so that's Carrie's episode arc. She doesn't want to do the ad. They work on rewriting it. There's they, so much time dedicated they, to this, folks. They, I can't stress that enough. They come back on the last day and everyone's carrying boxes down the hallways and goes like, isn't it a little boxy in the hallways right now? And then Chloe comes into frame and she's like, I hope you two are happy. You wouldn't talk about vaginas. And now everyone is out of work. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw's reservation on doing the ad has brought down the podcast network and it appears that they had in their employ a lot of full-time staff. Yeah, and the whole thing's been shut down because Carrie wouldn't talk about her pussy. And then she flips to voiceover mode and she says, and this is probably the most galling part of the whole thing. And just like that, I freed up my entire week. <laughs> hey, guess what, you daft bitch? Your entire week was already pretty much fucking free. One hour? One hour? Everyone's been fired. One hour of your week constitutes a full slate? It'd be like on the day that they shut down Enron, Jeff Skilling being like, a lot of times just opened up for my yacht. <laughs> you know? Like, come on. I just don't know. Come on, Carrie. What's the mental? That should do- be that should be the title of this series. Come on, Carrie. Come on, Carrie. <laughs> it works in a lot of ways. Yeah, you can do it sexually, of course. I mean, she's talking about double entendres. She says, um, "Thanks for the sex in the city." Double entendre intended. Now, all right, let's dig in. We spend a lot of time assessing whether or not I'm having a little sandwich constitutes a joke. <sighs> In a scene in Sex in the City too, yeah, and it's she's sex, having a little sandwich. Does Sex in the City is that a double entendre? Well, I think she says. I don't, is the podcast called Sex in the City? Because the show is called Sex and the City. Because if she says thanks for the sex in the city, and that was the name of the podcast, that does function as a double entendre because they were having sex in the city, and she's saying thank you for the work on the podcast, which was Sex in the City. If the podcast is called Sex and the City, it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> I mean, we can't spend too long with Carrie. A double a, entendre literally means two meanings. But doesn't it sort of suggest that there is a sexual inference and a non-sexual version of the thing? She's she's saying thanks for the sex and also thanks for working on this thing. The word sex is in there though. Yeah, but it's like, can you have a double entendre if the word sex is part of the thing? You in this instance, yes. Okay. This must be what you feel like talking to me a lot of the time, like the sandwich thing. I couldn't get my head around. <laughs> anyway, we can't spend too long with Carrie yes. because we will off ourselves. So let's discuss some of the other characters featured. Because I said in the last episode, this is a show that's obsessed with cunnilingus, mm. and guess what? It's still obsessed with cunnilingus. <laughs> some hearty, there's some hearty cunnilingus happening at the start. Up front. Up front. Up top. And it's actually... Um, I think it's good that this show has um, a bit of a spotlight on cunnilingus. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. 
Because there's actually it's, it's, a lot of blowjobs in the history of television. It's, 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 there's an oral fixation because also we've glossed over one of the great characters introduced at the top of the episode. He's a hairdresser. He's called Juan Jose. Juan Jose rocks. And every single line he says is delivered to perfection. Mm. Seema walks in for a hair appointment. He says, ready to be blown? How was your romance? How was your man? You are too picky. No wonder you're still alone. It's um, it's all really good stuff. Yeah, He's big. He's uh, a fantastic hairdresser. And he's overstepping boundaries in it's, a way which it's, is it's so good. endearing and comical. It's like old. It's TV sex in the city. Yeah. Levels of greatness. Which is non-canon. Uh, and I also I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> but, but I assume that popularity is built on something. I hear it exists. Uh, so he's fantastic. Seema's having second thoughts about breaking up with this guy. Dr. Nia Wallace is in crisis, which was said in the first episode because uh, the the semi-estranged husband is on tour and uh, they're reflecting on the FaceTime call that's gone wrong where she was quite pissed up and he was in a hotel room and she said, have you cheated on me yet? He said, uh, no. Oh, have you cheated on me? He said, not yet yeah that sends her into a, a tailspin uh which is i suppose emotionally well, resonant it feels like a real problem charlotte's upset well, hold, hold on for a second because the thing that really throws her into a tailspin is he says but i do, i am sort of like dedicated to trying to make this relationship works and she says do you have a plan and he says yeah yes we should get a surrogate yeah and that's what yeah fucks her up and which i don't fully understand well, because in the previous season, the whole all of the tension was around having a child. I know, but I can't remember like who wanted it and who didn't. And I think he did. He yeah, that uh, that would that where would I put my out, money. Yeah. So that's so actually, he thinks he solved the problem because then she doesn't have to be pregnant. But the real problem is she doesn't know if she wants to raise a kid. I think so. Let's fucking go with that. Put a fucking pin in that. You one. get the feeling they should just break up. Yeah. If it's yeah, this much totally. of a division point. But they've been together for a long time. 16 years. That does make it harder. Longer still. Do they say 16? Oh, she I said 96. What... Oh, fuck. Yeah, true. So that's 27 years. That's where I got the six from. So you were born in 1996. You're 27 years old. Damn. I in remember Carter, 96. In Carter, it's 27. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually sort of undermines my point, um, which I was hoping to make in this in this particular part of our conversation about the the frivolity of a lot of the problems. So Carrie doesn't want to read an ad about her vagina. Okay. Charlotte's daughter, is it Rose or Lily? Lily and Rock. Rock. Yeah, and Rose I think Rock Rose has changed their name to Rock. That's right. So Lily uh, is pushing the boat out musically, wants to get a keyboard to start composing her own songs. Uh, Harry, very comically, when the option when the conversation is being brought up in the, around the kitchen table uh he says what can the what can the york golden Blatt atm do for you today it's a nice little piece it's a nice there's, there's a few pithy lines peppered through here which do sing with the soul of what i think the original show might have been about <laughs> if it exists uh and so we've got that going on so uh rose sells a lot of her very expensive design no clothes. lily lily Damn it. Sorry. Lily sells a lot of her expensive designer clothes on some sort of app called Real Deal. Empties out her wardrobe. Charlotte is filthy because those clothes are expensive and she has a lot of attachment to them. Uh, that's Charlotte's version of a problem. Mm. Carrie doesn't want to talk about the vagina. 
Seem is in crisis because her longtime hairdresser and her have broken up because he overstepped <laughs> an emotional boundary. And then we've got this family. I forgot, but that's so true. And Charlotte's then, core issue is that her her child sold clothes. Yeah. That, and, <laughs> that and she, drives a lot, like many minutes that's of right. this episode. And then inside of this, we've got the the Wexley family. So Lisa Todd Wexley and the husband Herbert Wexley. And this one's real. Exactly. So all of this is happening. And then, I mean, first of all, Herbert, who is, uh, he's Mr. Eight Minutes, Captain Cunnilingus, his, <laughs> his, can I say the B word? His bitch mum is staying <laughs> and she's treating Lisa like dirt. She's got no time for her. Yeah. And, and you know, they're going to get into that throughout the season. But basically, he's outside trying to get a cab with his daughters. So we've watched exclusively top tier not problems being like emotionally sort of opened up and analyzed to so it's of any interest or relatability to the audience and then you've got a black man in new york city with his daughters trying to catch well, a taxi his daughter and her white friend i yeah. think crucially and he can't he cannot hail a cab and the do- his daughter says i can't remember her name katie it's like katie's dad never has a problem hailing a cab yeah. and so in the middle of all of this like it's been this assault 15 minutes of just total nonsense all of a sudden and just like that swans into your lounge and it's like oh yeah and by the way racism exists in this universe and you're just like i don't care if you're feeding inputs into 100 chat gpts mattress pikelet you are out of your death <laughs> It was it's so jarring because what you want is a real storyline and then they give you one you're like fucking hell I forgot what they look like <laughs> it's crazy and it's sort of like you know the the uh he he starts banging on the bonnet of the taxi and then his very sort of um discerning and judgmental mum and her her sorority group who are having a reunion come around the corner and they say, yeah. is that your son? And she goes, that's not my son. And yeah. then they have a sort of a moment of conversation later in the house. And um, that... Where she evokes Selma. Yes. Like this is <laughs> big stuff yeah. to have alongside Charlotte it, dealing with the exactly. fact that her daughter <laughs> sold some clothes so for a keyboard. They're seeding through this stuff that you're like, okay, maybe this is where it's going to go. And then basically they totally abandon that storyline <laughs> in service of, Shay Diaz's dad being played by Tony Dancer in this sitcom. Bruh. And we spent like half an hour. I know Tony Dancer is like, you know, he was a big TV star and shit. But the 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 the, the, the reverence with which he is treated in this show is baffling. What was the what what is his star vehicle? Who's the boss, right? Ah, oh, is that right? I think so. What I, I uh, our, I think he was in a few things, but like our isolated upbringing is showing a little bit here. Well, I think that those were some big American shows that maybe didn't make their way here, so, and a little before our time. You get also. the sense that in the world of the show, Tony Danza is a big get for Shay Diaz's pilot, but you get the sense in the world of our, our world. world, in our world. And just like they're having Tony Danza on it is like the biggest news. Which is of so the fucking weird because there's big stars in the show. Like 
The show is big. The franchise mm. is big. Sarah Jessica Parker is massive. They're Sex all... in the City is a huge franchise. And they're like, stop press. We got Tony Danza on the show. And it's like, fuck, okay, and fine. Tony Danza. Miranda ran to be governor of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Tony I am Dan- Tony Danza is hip with the pronouns. And he's cool as hell. His whole, his whole storyline is like... <laughs> Tony Danza doesn't want Tony Danza to be cancelled. It's so fucking weird that he's playing him set. Like, <laughs> this show is so fraught and unskillful and dangerous. And whenever they're getting into deep territory, like, Jesus, imagine handing your real life persona over to the creators and be like, what do you want to do with my real character and story? Okay, so you are going to start <laughs> in a doomed pilot with the worst comedian in the world called Shay Diaz. And the first meaty scene we're going to give you is you persuading Shay Diaz, whose entire comedic identity is built around identity. Yes. That they're going to erase their Irish heritage and, and just swap it out for Italian to right. justify you being on. Meanwhile, at the beach, Miranda, oh, by the way, I beach. totally forgot Miranda was an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> Same. In the middle of this episode, Miranda goes to an AA meeting and you're like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was happening heaps a while <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, there was another like good storyline. There was and a then, real one. And then we're introduced to this quite this heavily tattooed kind of cool uh, sober woman in Los Angeles who Abby? takes a, a shine to Miranda and goes up. And I was thinking, wow. I mean, are we going to witness a flipping of roles and Miranda exploring the boundaries of polyamory here and what Shay have to reconcile? their feelings about someone that maybe they feel a deeper emotional attachment to, you know, exploring these boundaries. That's meaty. It's nice. It's smart. That's it's not interesting. What, that's not what it is at it's all. It's not what's happening. It's just a woman who's like, hey, it's hard being sober. Um, I'm going to go do a beach clean on Friday. Do you want to come? something I do. And then they go to a beach clean up. And here's what Mattress Parklet... Th- here's what Mattress Parklet King thinks happens at a beach clean up. A bunch of people put on gloves and put seaweed into bags. <laughs> yeah, no trash. There are metal detectors <laughs> and there's people putting seaweed in bags. That's not what it is. Especially in LA, there's needles everywhere. <laughs> That's what you've got to clean up for the kids. So they put a bunch of seaweed in bags and along the way, Miranda, Lou, she, she takes a phone call from a frantic knight who's saying, hey, I'm going to end it with this guy because he mentioned the word surrogate. And Miranda's getting uh, stared at by this. Uh, oh, that's so funny. There's just a guy who ke- she keeps taking phone calls to this guy. It just keeps, he's sort of good audience surrogate. It keeps looking at it being like, you know, fucking like pick anything up or like, yeah, he's just but, here to take phone calls. And he's, he's, the act is fantastic. I really like it. But also, like, as long as she's on the phone and you just pointedly stop doing anything and look at her on the phone. Arguably, this guy doesn't have a leg to stand on. No, 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 no. He can take the second to glance at her. and But he doesn't glance. He stares. <laughs> he stops for as long as she's on the phone. He's good. But doesn't that... I think you're overplaying what yeah, he's yeah, doing. Absolutely. Anyway. I think he stares daggers at her and I'm here for it because Miranda sucks. Oh, I, I really... Through the films, Miranda was my guy. And then... I said this to you in the first episode, and it's probably slightly less pointedly true for me in the second, but Miranda's devotion to Shay is fraying the respect that I have developed for the version of Miranda I know 
from 104 screenings of the Sex and the City movies. She was a smart, powerful, dignified woman, and in the first episode of this season, she is naked and crawling out of a big egg. <laughs> Very unflattering. We didn't mention that. They didn't need to, to they, make her that undignified. They didn't. We didn't need to see her crawling out of that. We didn't. It added nothing. And it's because it's not strictly played for comedy. It's, I guess, I guess, metaphorically at a stretch, it is suggesting physically that we are looking at a fish out of water. But in reality, we're watching someone who ran for governor of New York <laughs> clambering out of a floating pod <laughs> within five minutes. It's a bad angle too. But that was in the last episode. And this is now. So Miranda uh, loses the phone, becomes quite frantic, finds, oh, really good moment, shining light. I'm just going to flag it because it's it's uh, relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah. She's on the beach. She's like, everyone's packing up to leave. She <laughs> She's lost all concept of social function. She's not asking any of the, I, I would guess, 50 people who are doing the beach cleanup with her for a ride back to the neighborhood she's in. Yeah. She's just like, running she, around wigging out saying, I, lost phone. I lost my phone and then there's a shot where she says I lost my phone and there are two surfers walking by and they just go bummer <laughs> <laughs> and those big laughs from it the is boys. really good really really good and so she calls up she doesn't have Sh she can't remember Shay's number she calls up Carrie Carrie gives her Shay's number she calls up Shay and then Shay instead of solving the problem by just saying hey I'll call you? an Uber for you and send one out which is like we know Uber exists because there was a joke in the first episode and it is referenced yeah. that she can't get one in this in this episode and so, she's never fine. So Uber's real and instead, we can't call one for her for some reason. Shay very conveniently introduces their ex-husband to the fray. A strange man in a purple pickup collects Miranda. Mm. Miranda says, how do you know Shay? Lyle? Yeah, you got it. And Lyle says... Um, I was her husband, still am her husband, technically. Mm. And um, their husband. Yeah. And this is a kind of mind warping reveal. But what is even more mind warping is the conversation that Miranda then has with Shay, where you were, you were kind of okay with this, which blew my mind. But Miranda was like, essentially, hey, you're married. The fuck? When were you going to tell me that? And Shay's like, yeah, we're both such, um, you know, we're both such lazy goofballs that we never, never got around it, yeah. to getting divorced. And then interrupts it with a bunch of kisses. That's gaslighting as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Shay's like, Miranda's like, hey, I'm having some very serious and legitimate feelings of uncertainty in that. I, I don't know your phone number. I didn't know you're married. I don't know you. And then Shay says, hey, I've got a lot on right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Could you please not do this? <laughs> Which I thought was like, that's a great that's a great entry point, a well-written like bit for let's have a big fight. Yeah. But that's not what happened. That fixes everything. Then, yeah, then Shay says their phone number in between kisses. And I kind of liked it. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I kind of thought... You thought it was a skillful dealing of the I was, situation? I, I mean... You know, and not unlike you were at the start of this conversation where I felt the the weight of the world and the franchise weighed heavy on your shoulders. Yeah. 
I did not have the appetite to get into another problem in the world of the show. Right. And so for the show to set up a problem and have me be like, I don't want a problem. And, and then to have a character be like, ah, it's not a problem. <laughs> I kind of liked it. Also, the phone number bit's weird. Equating not knowing someone's phone number with not knowing their marital status when they're your partner. Do yeah. you know anyone's number? I know. I learned Chelsea's pointedly. Really? Yeah. In preparation for this show? Yeah. Because I, I, got, I got leaks of the first two episodes. <sighs> Can I ask you this? Yeah. What was your shining light? Um, Lily's song that she writes and performs for Harry, Charlotte, Rock, and weirdly, Anthony is there. Yeah. <laughs> Rock is a scene stealer. Rock rules. Gotta be st- I, I think Lily's really good too. Lily's good, but Lily's character is less funny. Rock True. as a character is funny, Rock's and the actor playing lines. Rock is uh is knocking them out of yeah, the park. Shit, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Um, Lily, Lily oh, you go. performs a song. So, the, the, so, so Lily's journey is expressing that they are living in a gilded cage, um, and I can't remember the lyrics to the song, but it's about being in like a prison of the power. It, it's the power of privilege, and in essence, it sort of she's saying um i have to be perfect i can't be myself That's and right. and we sort of there's a very slow zoom on charlotte which suggests that there is a and i will say to yes. charlotte's credit from memory comes. in the first season and so far in this season charlotte is uh, undergoing a, an immense emotional maturity and um, she wigs out at a retail worker at the clothing she store does, and she says, does. my husband works for a high-powered law firm and if you don't adjust your tone, I'm going to talk to your manager. She the does. fuck are you talking about? She does. Right? She does. But I, I remember we had to w- witness Charlotte whose entire like you know concept of life is built around how her family presents, having to reconcile, uh, having you know a non-binary child coming out to her and then also i could you could like in this episode you could see her having to get her head around lily is also a person which you'd assume is <laughs> taken this one's a person as, too? Yeah, Fuck. you would assume that's taken as red for a parent but yeah. i i do um i suppose when the bar is this low yeah. i am impressed by the character charlotte york's ability to i'm, I'm to show you. emotional growth yeah i'm with you but yeah, I'm continually impressed by um, this show's dedication to not allowing Carrie to have any growth in any way ever. I'm here for it. I respect it. They put their stake in the ground so early on this concept. As far as I know, from everything I've heard from people, if the TV show exists, that was a real through line. It's kind of like Seinfeld. No touching, no, 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 no learning. Hugs, no, no hugs, no learning. Yeah. Sex in the city. Carrie Bradshaw cannot grow. Yeah. Don't let her grow. She can't learn anything. She, she can't grow. I mean, she... Two re- movies later. She regressed... In series. In the movies. I feel like she's just holding here. Yeah, that's what no growth looks like. Yeah. Standing still. You're just there. Everything's about you. You learn nothing. You listen to no one. You don't hear any lessons from the universe. Mm. You just exist. You have sex on a Thursday and you cost an entire network... Everyone who works at the podcast company, their jobs, because you don't if, want if to If it wasn't her, it was going to be someone. I'm just going to quickly comb through my notes to see if um, there's any other miscellany I'd like to share. Sure. I'm writing this episode. I'm going to write the... Fi- I'm, let's retroactively 
I will rate the first episode a 7 out of 10. And this episode, number 2 of season 2 and just like that, I give it a stinking 4 out of 10. Wow. I'm gonna, dropped three points. I'm going to give the first episode 10, po- ten stars. <laughs> 10 stars. Literally um, peak TV. The second episode, <laughs> admittedly not as good. Dips down to seven. So my experience of this episode was your experience of the first episode. Seven stars. Uh, I, just, I, I have to shine a little light briefly on Dee Dee, who is uh, featured as the, the writer of Shay's pilot. We see... Uh, when Miranda's giving Shay Cunnilingus, the phone rings yes. and it's Dee Dee. Dee Dee? Yeah. The, the character's now named. Okay. And Dee Dee's cussing at Shay, being like, the network hate the notes and you've got to come down here. And Dee Dee's also dumping their personal problems on us and says, today's therapy day and my parents are here. Not coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to fucking, God, I... I I don't like Dee Dee, which makes me love Dee Dee. <laughs> uh, what else have I got in here? Once again, Shay Diaz treating the boards at the comedy store, but this time they didn't have the fucking guts to show to show them telling a joke. That was absolutely cowardly of Michael. That that Michael, if you're listening, I'm using your birth name now. <laughs> if you're gonna put a stand-up comedian in the show. Grow a fucking pair, write a few jokes for them, okay? Yeah. Okay. That is, I know that we can be critical when we see the stand-up jokes. It is actually more offensive <laughs> to acknowledge it exists and that it's happening and not at least show us your version of it. I believe in you and your ability to land one or two of these. Yeah. Keep throwing them out. Let's see one. Instead, and I know that you're going somewhere with this, Shay uses their time on stage to introduce the room to Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. Why is he such a big deal? And also, the, the clap, like all we hear is, that's my time, thank you so much. The clap is big. Yeah. <laughs> the clap is like, that was a killer set. Yeah. Don't fucking do me dirty like that. <laughs> you and I both know that wasn't a great set. Um, oh, One thing, okay. The sitcom. I hope we get to see the sitcom. Carrie... For Do all, you reckon all, he's going to fuck us out of seeing this sitcom? Nah. It's, it's, and I think... Nah, nah, nah. It's going to feature. It's going to feature. It to it must. Okay. Uh, really, really quickly as we skim along the points here. Carrie, all the money in the world. Literally was working one hour a week. That's out the window now. Doesn't want for anything. Sleeping in a king single at best. That <laughs> bed is tiny. Yeah. It's a child's bed. <laughs> With the child's duvet cover on it. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah, Woody. (laughs) Woody from Toy Story (laughs) is on her duvet cover. Finally. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And this is a question for you, Tim. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, did you see... It was really cool. What do you think of Carrie's purse? <laughs> Fuck you, man. I wasn't going to bring it up because he wants us to talk about it. And Mattress can go fuck himself if I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. It was a pigeon. <laughs> it fucking was a pigeon, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it was a full-on taxidermy pigeon. It was made to look taxidermy. It wasn't taxidermy. We see it open and up no the wing. asks her about it. She's just carrying it around the store. There's this whole stupid storyline going on about Charlotte is like questing to get these clothes back. It takes up so much screen time. Carrie's at her side holding a fucking dead pigeon. Mm. Pigeons aren't a good bird. Everyone hates pigeons. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. I thought he wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. This is literally entrapment. When, when, when cops get in trouble for entrapment, this is what you just did. Entrapment. Nah. My phone number's O two one. Fucking hell. You got any other shit you want to cover off before you nah, put I'll... a rapper on this seven out of ten star episode? You're out of your fucking mind, man. I, I, You're I, off your gourd. I scored that to antagonize you. It's a six. Six is still far too high. No, it's a six. I'm excited. Do you, do you think people should be watching this show along with us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot read your answer at all to that. I, I assume people. I, I assume know. people have already seen these episodes. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I would. Everyone. I would tell anyone in the world to watch. This <laughs> is like a historical artifact. I wouldn't want you to tell me. I'd be so pissed if you're like Tim. You should watch this. Show. You should be watching this show. <laughs> you are watching this show. And this I is this is a moment in time. This is. Bigger than all of us. This is And Just Like That. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. And just like that, they're at it again and having such a gay old time. And just like that, they're back. Got Montgomery and Timothy back. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. <laughs> 